about to welcome you to one month to a better board. In this month of February 2017, I'm going to go through and do a series of podcasts talking about making your board more effective. I'm going to start out with the legal requirements that a board has around compliance, move into why a board needs a compliance committee and compliance expertise at the board. I'm going to talk about how the CCO should report to the board and the questions that a board compliance committee should ask of a CCO. We're going to take a look at some government guidance and business experience around compliance in the board. We're going to talk about some board failures. We're going to talk about how boards do investigations. We're going to look at boards and internal controls. I'm going to end with a series of specific questions that a board should ask of its chief compliance officer. And on my final day, I'll detail 20 questions that every board should ask of its chief compliance officer. Each day, I will give you a short 10-minute or so podcast with three key takeaways for that day. And I will accompany each podcast with text that you can use. The 20 questions that I referenced will be provided on the final day of February. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this journey to one month to a more effective board. Welcome to day 20. This is the final day of my one-month series on one month to a better board. Today, I want to provide you with a list of 20 questions boards of directors should ask about board of director level compliance committees. However, before I do so, I want to discuss the recently released Department of Justice document entitled Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs as it relates to the Board of Directors and their role in oversight of an effective compliance program. In an area of inquiry entitled Just That Oversight, the Justice Department asks three basic questions which have been explored throughout this series. The questions presented by the Department of Justice that you need to answer regarding the role of your board of directors in your corporate compliance program are the following. What compliance expertise has been available on the board of directors? And here I talked about the need for a compliance subject matter expert on the board of directors. A board needs to have this subject matter expert available to it while it is conceivably possible that a chief compliance officer or other outside resource could be made available. I think the better practice, the clear better practice, is to have compliance subject matter expertise at the board of directors. This means you need to hire someone who has been a chief compliance officer, a compliance professional, uh, well-written, or, or someone who has written a lot in the industry, uh, someone who's well-known. So. You need to have compliance expertise at the board. Second, has the board of directors held executive or private sec sessions with the compliance function? I found this question to be quite interesting and one that may not be self-apparent on its face. However, it clearly speaks to the information that is being communicated to the board of directors and or the compliance committee of the board of directors. And three, what type of information have the board of directors and senior management exercised 
or examined in their exercise of oversight in the area of any misconduct which may have occurred. So clearly the board has an active role to consider in investigations. And this is one area where I think many boards receive summary information. But here I think they need to move forward to uh, take a look at an examination of evidence in an area where misconduct occurred. In addition to specifically stating that a board of directors must have compliance subject matter expertise going forward, uh, clearly a board level committee should be dedicated to this task. In days 18 and 19, I explored some questions a board of directors should ask a chief compliance officer. So today on day 20, I want to focus some attention on the questions a board of directors should ask around the compliant, the board level compliance committee itself. So here are 20 questions which reflect the oversight role of directors, which includes asking senior management and themselves questions. This, this, these questions are not intended to be an exact checklist, but rather a way to provide insight and stimulate discussions on the topic of compliance. The questions provide directors with a basis for critically assessing the answers they receive and dig deeper as necessary. The questions are broken down into five general areas. Part one, understanding the role and value of the compliance committee. So question one, what are the compliance committee's responsibilities and what value does it bring to the board? Question two, how can the compliance committee help the board enhance its relationship with senior management regarding compliance? Number three, what is the role of the compliance committee? In part two, building an effective compliance program, the three questions are, what skill set does the compliance committee require? Who should sit on the compliance committee? And finally, who should chair the compliance committee? Part three, these are questions directed back up to the board. Question seven, what is the compliance committee's role in building an effective compliance program within the company? Eight, how can the compliance committee assess potential members and senior leaders of the company's compliance program? Nine, how long should directors serve on the compliance committee? And 10, how can the compliance committee assist directors in retiring from the board of directors? Part four, enhancing the board's performance effectiveness. So question 11, how can the compliance committee assist in director development? 12, how can the compliance committee help the board sharpen the board's overall performance focus? 13, what is the compliance committee's role in board evaluation and feedback? 14, what should the compliance committee do if a director is not performing or not interacting effectively with the other directors? 15, should the compliance committee have a role in chairmanship succession? 16, how can the compliance committee help keep the board, help the board keep its mandates, policies, and practices up to date? And part five, merging the role of compliance committees. Question 17, how can the compliance committee enhance the board's relationship with institutional shareholders and other stakeholders? Question 18, what is the compliance committee's role in the chief compliance officer's succession? Question 19, what role can the Compliance Committee pay in preparing for a crisis such as discovery of a sign of a significant compliance violation? And question 20, how can the Compliance Committee help the board in deciding CCO pay, bonus, 
and resources to be made available to the compliance function. So those are seven questions, excuse me, 20 questions in five areas that a board can ask about and of its compliance committee and of itself. I'd like to end with three key takeaways. Takeaway number one, the Department of Justice evaluation of corporate compliance programs requires active board of director engagement around compliance. Two, the Department of Justice evaluation of corporate compliance programs makes clear that board communication on compliance is a two-way street. It is both inbound and outbound. It requires the board to ask questions. It requires the board to and compliance committee to receive information back from the chief compliance officer. And question number three, has the board built an effective board-level compliance committee? I hope you've enjoyed this one month to a better board, and I hope you've been able to incorporate some of the strategies and techniques that I've talked about throughout this series. If you'd like any more information on this series, you can contact me at, I'm Tom Fox, you can contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. As this is the last day in February, tomorrow, May, excuse me, March 1, I'll begin a new series on operationalizing your compliance program. I hope you will enjoy the month of March as much as you have found the month of February and the prior month of January useful in making your compliance program more effective. Thank you. This is Tom Fox. Thank you for joining for today's episode of 30 Days to a Better Board. This series is based on my seminal work, Doing Compliance, Design, Create, and Implement an Effective Compliance Program. It's available from Compliance Week, and you can check it out on their website, complianceweek.com. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.